KUNV Las Vegas. We are live from UNLV. Talk to talk, we talk to talk from the shots is called to the tomahawks to the league boss and the ones who lost give it to me once I don't drop the ball to the home runs that was out the park. Kershaw when I'm pitching off, Kobe the Howard, he looking soft. LA Rams in the city, y'all got special guests, got breaking news. Come talk to talk with Chatter's box. We got it all with Chatter's box. Come to Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is Monday afternoon, 12 o'clock, so you know what that means. It is Talk That Talk time. It is September 9th. September 9th, 12 o'clock on a dot. I am your host, Terrell Chatterbox Emerson. Welcome back to Talk That Talk. We are back live on the Rebel HD2, the broadcast service of UNLV. We are recording live from the basement of UNLV here in the Greenspun Urban Affairs building. Speaking of building... We got Duna in the building once again. Oh, man, I'm always here, man, always here. Man, you sound a little too down for me for it to be football time. <clears throat> Yo, that hat is killing me. Oh, man, listen, man, it's the, it's the sun, sun blocker slash, no, it's the sun slash hater blocker hat, you feel me? Okay. You know, gotta, all right. got to block all of that. Is is that what, that's what we that's, that's what we going, going with? with? That's what we going. Yo, with. you gotta take a picture before you leave. I got I gotta take a picture. That's All right. a, absolutely. Um, oh my gosh! First of all, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing sensational, man. Sensational. That's always your go to. Speaking go-to. of sensational, you set that on a podcast. I did. You man. did. Speaking of podcast episode eleven, um, it's done. It's done recording. I know that much. Uh, do you remember what we what we titled it? Was it you stand alone or I stand alone? Um, I think it's you stand. You alone. stand alone, I think. Yeah. So anyway, episode eleven, you stand alone. Um, no, no, it should be up. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. At this point, I truthfully just don't know. Um, at, at this point, every time somebody asks me about the podcast, I'm gonna just send them Roman ad name. <laughs> just, mean, just swing it. Just at, swing it at, at this point, I'm unaware. I don't know what to. What do you guys want me to do? So, I mean, I guess it is what it is. But anyway, um, your weekend was good outside of the pie, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was good. We'll, we'll, we'll get into we saw each other working over the weekend, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, always fun to, to obviously rub elbows in the work field. Man. Um, I'm trying to figure out where I want to start, where I want to start, where I want to start. Um, you know what? Before we get into anything too too serious, let's say, yeah, let's let's try to let's try to breathe and big let off the stress. We got so many, so let's try to breathe and let off the stress for a little bit. So we already knocked out the podcast. Once again, if you guys are follow or listening to this show, once again, this is talk that talk. Whew. This is talk that talk, and I was just about to say the OD podcast, but I wanted to kind of let it breathe because I think I need to separate those socials. Yeah, there's no reason for me to be doing those together. Yeah, don't do so. Together. Let's do Talk That Talk first. Let's do this radio show that you guys are listening to right now. If you guys want to follow on Instagram or Twitter, it is at Talk That Talk LV. Once again, on Instagram and Twitter, it is at Talk That Talk LV. Um, and actually, let me double check my Instagram one more time. Um, and then on Facebook, you can find the radio show at Talk That Talk Radio Show. Once again, you can find uh, the radio show on Facebook at Talk That Talk Radio Show. And excuse me. That's actually the same way you can find it on Instagram as well. The Twitter is Talk That Talk LV. So just one one little specification on that. The Twitter for this radio show is Talk That Talk LV. The Instagram and the Facebook page are Talk That Talk Radio Show. 
And then for the OD podcast, please pay attention to this. If you are a fan of the OD podcast, that's where you can catch and and unedited, uncensored. Oh, I shouldn't say unedited. It's, it's slightly edited, but um, uncensored. uncensored for sure. Uncensored, unfiltered, um, free for all conversation. It's kind of a continuation of this, but it's not just limited to sports. So it's always uh, it's a moment for us to kind of let our hair, let our hair down, so to speak. So it always works out for us. But if you want to follow that podcast on Instagram and on Twitter, it is at ODPcast. Once again, it is at ODPcast. Please be sure to pay attention to the last part of it. It is just PCast, not podcast. So it's ODPcast on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. You can find us at the OD Podcast. I think those are the announcements, and I did it in under five minutes, so boom. Um, you got anything? Mm-mm. You no? pretty much said it. Said it all right there. All right, so let's just get right Shout into it. it. Um, let's start with a season that is no longer going, and that would be the Las Vegas Aviators. Ah. Uh, that season came to an end Sunday afternoon. I actually missed production day for that. Um yeah, the game had a 12:05 start, uh, and I'm gonna be completely honest. He he only made two starts for the Aviators, so I still don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, and I I don't think I've taken the time to, which is shameful on me, to look at the um pronunciation in the game notes. But um, James Caprillion, I believe that is his name, and if I'm butchering it, I am so sorry. Uh, James Caprillion made his second start. He moved up from Double A. Once you know, baseball usually has the same influx every year. Once September hits, whatever Triple A team it is, is gonna get absolutely raked through in terms of the major league team. They're trying to figure out who's gonna be their superstar, who's gonna be their X factor for the postseason. So they got to call these guys up. The rosters extend or expand. You get to do all these different things. So the Aviators were hit extremely hard. Seth Brown made his way uh, up to the majors. Sheldon Noisy made his way up to the majors. Franklin Barreto made his way up to the majors. Um, Sean Murphy went back up to the majors. Um, Paul Blackburn went, uh, went up to the majors. Um, that's just to name a few. So obviously because of that, it's kind of a, it's kind of a cyclical thing. Uh, kind of some standout players from AA get moved up to AAA because of that. So the Aviators along with the Sacramento River Cats had a grueling five game series that came to an end on uh came to an end on Sunday and I got to be honest with you um you would think that the that the emotion would probably be somber almost especially with it considering it's the end of the season I think upon the final strike you would have if you weren't paying attention to the game you would have assumed that the Aviators won everybody in the building stood up and clapped for probably five to seven minutes mm. so i mean for a second it kind of makes you i mean you know that i like to reference that that crust uh that that mr Krabs meme all the time yeah. where the whole room is spinning like, Wait a minute, what's going with this? i don't like this i don't like this like what so because of that i kind of looked at it like what i don't want to say what can be made of it but what what's the takeaway from it I'll, I'll actually i'll say that what's the takeaway from it and the takeaway that i got one word kind of stuck in my head and this is the perfect time to be talking about aviators appreciative and that's what i got from the entire fan base all season long being able to cover the team uh the entire season and 
for that, like I said, for that moment after the game, I'm telling you, if you didn't have a stat sheet in front of you, if you wasn't looking at the scoreboard, you would have assumed the aviators were moving on. But that's the reaction that the fans gave. And, I mean, for, I can only imagine what me sitting in the press box, what it felt like. So I can only imagine what it meant to the guys in the dugout and the bullpen. So um, if you guys are listening to a little bit of movement in the background, I'm not even going to say anything. I'm going to wait for somebody else to. Hello, hello. What's going surprise, on? Surprise, surprise. What is going on? I am happy to be back. That's what's going on. That's what's going on? Well, yes. we're talking about aviators. So this is there's no better time than the one than the present one that we're in right now. You just nailed it too. The fans were great at the end of the game and you know, I had a look on my face and some of them were like, It's okay. It's okay. It was a great season. You know, I was like, I didn't feel like I that wasn't the right ending. Right. I'm missing something. But they were like, No, it was great. You know, everything happens for a reason, and the guys did great all season. Um, I think they, a couple of the guys that they pulled up were kind of the core, right? Kind for of, sure. Kind of the glue, and I think that kind of affected them a little bit at the end. I and missed then the Saturday. surprising moves with uh, Corbin Joseph being released and... And, yes and or put on waivers and same thing with nick martini and it was just man obviously we we learn every year that the things that we pay attention to and the things that we love most it's a business at the end of the day we can call it a sport a hobby a, a work we can call it whatever we want but it's a business so Still a business. I, exactly so i think um yeah, I, I thought it was i thought it was pretty cool that uh when the team clinched i don't know how unnoticed it went but i paid attention to it um, halfway through the pool celebration, I shouldn't even say halfway, maybe it was more leaning toward the end. I don't remember exactly who started it, but I'm pretty sure I heard a, a Corbin Joseph chant. And that was the morning that he was placed on waivers. That was the same day that the aviators clinched. So they kind of let it be known from a team aspect what they wanted to happen. Right. So, I mean, like you said, a lot of the glue guys weren't there. And right. shout out to to Fran Reardon and the entire coaching staff. Um, shout out to Craig Conklin. Shout out to um, pitching coach Rick Rodriguez. Shout out to hitting coach Eric Martins. Um, literally, shout out to Brad LaRosa. Shout out to the trainer. Shout out to literally top to bottom. Shout out right. to Don Logan, the president. Um, literally, top to bottom. Like, it, <laughs> it's just, it wasn't, it, I, I mean, I, as weird as it may sound, I didn't see a sad face. Yeah. No, you are 100% correct. I didn't see one. And, I mean, it's multiple records that were broken. Uh, Brownie broke some records. Uh, Mateo was uh, given the mayor's trophy. Um, That's man, what I was going mean, to ask you. Did Mateo get hurt on Saturday? Yes. I was actually at the football game. Right. But, um, yeah, he took a pitch off the hand and... I mean, I'm sure that they're not going to release too, too much about it until they figure out exactly what it is. But something like that at a time like that is crucial Yes. of a, of a time of year like that. It's just kind of tough to see one of your best players, regardless of whether he was struggling or not. You just don't know what that emotionally took out to the team. Absolutely. So, I mean, um, I kind of want to start with that. Um, just wanted to uh, give the Aviators props. Like I said, I mean, home run record shattered um, franchise attendance records. Yes. shattered um and i think that's actually going to be an upward trend people were talking kind of all season long about whether we think it was just an inaugural season type thing or whether to stick around i think it'll stick i, I do mean, too who wouldn't want to come to the ballpark i do too and i talked to a few um season ticket holders and they would just told me hey we're just gonna move our seats a little bit this way a little bit that way but we'll be here next year so speaking of next year there's plenty of things that we can talk about and we have 
obviously this is the off season, so now this is the time to talk about it. So we'll definitely find some time um, to bring up our aviators more as the as the um, as the MLB season wanes and the postseason begins. But uh, I think one thing we need to eventually talk about is the um, the netting being extended because being at every home game or at least ninety. Two ninety three. Don't ask where I got that number from. Um, <laughs> percentage of of the home games. Some of the things that, I mean, I'm telling you. I mean, it's. I'm even down there taking pictures sometimes, and even if I'm sitting, and usually where my spot is, my spot is right next to Coach Eric Martin's. So when I'm sitting next to Coach Martin's or standing next to Coach Martin's, like if it's like, if it's like, when it goes off to the third base foul line, because we're obviously off toward the first base one. We'll look at each other. We'll he'll he'll shoot me. He'll say something to me. I'll shoot him a one liner. When it's on our side, there's no words. There's no words. It's just looks. And it's the scariest thing in the world because you realize you don't have two people love to say what they would what they would do and what they would say in those moments. And then you're there and it just happens. And you're like, I couldn't even really fully process what just happened. So to sit in the press box and even be down on the field certain times and even I sit in the stands, Alex, no, I move a lot. Like I'll be at the pool. I'll be everywhere. So I move a lot. So being at those different places and seeing, seeing those different angles, I have seen some things that this season, not to my knowledge, I don't think we've had any like serious injuries, but we've had a couple of oohs and ahs in the crowd. Oh, yeah. So... I did hear talk about them extending the right. netting, though, because right. my boss even said, you know, it might be different next year. We might not have that access because we get to go out on the field exactly. right there. So we might have to scoot down and go out. We at, literally like, hop gate. over the, the field. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we literally hop the barricade. But I, I, it, I like it's it too. so hard. Yes, because it is. You feel so much closer to the game, like in the action. We had the conversation, I think, multiple times during the year. And I think we actually had it on air a couple of times. It's the... It's a it's a weird dynamic, and I don't know if it's because I, I again I haven't been to a night game, um, haven't been able to cover Aces game either actually. So uh, I don't hey, know what else I can hey, really. You're not the only one. I've never covered the A Raiders, so I'm okay. Okay. I'm okay. Here, so you're not. The so only we all. One. So we all got something that we haven't <laughs> done in here. So yeah. the reason why I said it is because I don't know if it's just a Vegas thing, but I don't know what else I can compare it to. But me and Alex talked about it so much this season, and the Aviators to be. A prof- at the end of the day, you could call it minor league, you can say AAA, whatever. That's a professional baseball team. Those are professional athletes. Yes. That's it. All- <laughs> they got a contract, they're professional athletes. All forms. But like Alex was saying, that part of the field that we were just saying, how we literally have to jump barricades sometimes and we're running behind the scenes sometimes, it creates a college feel. It's the same thing we do on campus when we cover UNLV events. So... In that regard, like I said, and honestly, and this is one thing that I will get to really quick because I did forget. I don't think I covered it on the show. The night that they clinched, I I told my dad and I was like, you know what's funny? I said certain things um, in whatever field you go into, certain things you – what's the word I want to say? You you, you find hidden gems almost. And – it may not seem like a hidden gem to other people and outside people, but to you, since you're in that field, you know exactly what that gem is. You're like, I want to taste that. Right. Like, I need to know what that specifically feels like. Covering a bowl game is one of them. I want to know what that feels like. Covering a March Madness tournament game, I want to know what that feels like. Like, it's just oh, certain yeah. things. So, 
when the aviators were um, getting ready to clinch, I was like, hmm. And that's when it kind of hit me. And I was like, the locker room is about to get hit. And I grabbed my camera and was like, I got to go. I didn't have a change of clothes. I completely forgot that I had locks. And you know the situation I'm talking about, getting <laughs> alcohol in your lock. Like, what? So I'm like, I have to go, though. Like, I have no choice but to go. The moment that I stepped in and I seen the bags up over every locker, I was like, oh, okay, it's about to blow. So we kind of go around, like, the, the light is kind of going, and we're waiting. Everybody's kind of grabbing a bottle, and they're just kind of waiting. Everybody waits for friend. Everybody waits for the manager of the year. As soon as he walks in, he grabs his bottle. He turns around, looks at the team. He screams out, never a doubt. Bottle pops. To capture that moment, and to, oh, I don't remember too much of the rest. It was just a lot of, it was a lot of champagne. It's the beginning. It was, yeah, it was a lot of champagne. Uh, me and, I don't know if it was me and Don Logan walking by or some somewhere, but a cork flew by us, and we were like, this is a dangerous spot to be right now. But just, just to feel that moment and just to feel that experience, and just for anybody who's wondering, um, yeah, and I, this is this is this is a fun story. I, I would feel like, can anybody guess who initiated that to the pool moment in the locker room? Because if you've seen the video that I posted, he said it first, and he's like right in the middle of the camera. Uh, Mengden is my that's, guess. That's not a bad. That's not a bad guess. Uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't be, wouldn't be able to guess one. I wouldn't be able to guess one. If once think. I say this name, I was about to say because it's not Mengden, but if once I say this name. It might be your second one. You you're probably gonna be like, oh, of course he did. It's probably gonna be somebody you don't, you won't even think of. Sheldon, I think so. Sheldon noisy. Sheldon Sheldon moved up. Oh, you're right. But it was he Sky. Was, oh, it was Sky. It Bolt? was Sky. Okay. Because for like halfway through, like the whole I don't I don't even remember. I almost almost caught it a party for a second. <laughs> the whole celebration, everything was going on, and um, <laughs> everybody like 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 it's a tub. Like, it's literally like an ice bath. Like, the football team uses it's an ice bath. And it's full of just anything you want. And he grabs the whole, like, dolly. And he's like, to the pool. <laughs> and that's kind of the way it went at first. And somebody else was like, to the pool? With a question mark. And you can hear it in his voice. And then they kind of agree, to the pool. And then they call. I forgot who they called specifically. They called one person and was like, to the pool. I think they might have they might have called Don Logan and was like to the pool. I don't I think that fourth one, that fourth to the pool, everybody was in on it by that fifth one. To the pool! It everybody rushed out the locker room. I was like, what am I in the middle of right now? <laughs> that is so awesome. Yeah, so really still to this day, I have champagne in my camera. I don't know how to get it out. Like if you pick up my camera, it's probably sticky in certain areas. Like it's champagne everywhere. I had to clean the lens twice. All worth it. You get I went home. I was thinking about it on nah, the way driving home. Now. I'm, nah, don't say that. Don't do that. <laughs> um, unless you and Ovi gonna pay for it. Um, they just, so they just might. <laughs> honestly, they should. they should. Let me let me let me let me make sure my camera working right. Um, <laughs> but um, in all seriousness, you know what? And this, they're about to hear me do something from behind the scenes. One of you guys, can you guys do me a favor and run outside, right outside that door, and see if there's a um. See if there's a, a packet of paper in that little, like, clear bin right outside the door. Appreciate you. Um, 
so yeah so just being in the middle of that was just kind of just kind of new and i know you were there for like everything i mean like the open like the walkthrough everything so yes and then i missed that game which was very disappointing um i saw the pictures it looked like a so much fun and i'm curious so you don't think they already had that in their head that they were going to do the pool thing you think that was spontaneous i mean not necessarily spontaneous i feel like it was something that in their mind they were probably like if they um if they uh could make it happen and if they could clinch then they would and i'm pretty sure that's what they were uh that's what they were thinking but i'm pretty sure in that moment it just took somebody to say right this is what we're actually going to do but yes to wrap it up it was a great season i'm excited for next season and i know we've got a while to go but yeah, i'm looking forward to next season because i ain't even go to a game this season you didn't make I'm one disappointed. yeah i'm disappointed in myself but it's okay I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there next season. Next yes. Season I will. Absolutely. You're listening to Talk That Talk on 91.5. KUNV, the Rebel HD2. Did I get that She's right? Back. You did. You it's did. It's been a She's minute. Back. She's back. Don't She's go anywhere. We're going to take a quick break. It's a little rusty. <laughs> Rebel HD2. The Little Grass Shack is sponsored by Myron's Cabaret Jazz at the Smith Center, presenting an evening with Led Ka'apana on Saturday, August 3rd. Led is known for his picking style on slack e guitar, expansive vocal range, and his rascal-like charm. More information at thesmithcenter.com. Just bought a black Ferrari, house in the hills in L.A. Say that you'll take care of me. Sorry, but I don't need a plan like that. Don't need a man like that. What you say? You say that you've been on TV, and I should come back to your place. Hold on, let me set you straight. School's in session, let me educate. Who the hell do you think I am? I don't give a fuck about your Instagram. Listen up, cause I'm not that girl. Ain't enough liquor in the whole wide world. Who the hell do you think I am? I don't give a fuck about your Instagram. Fly away, little Peter Pan. Now you know who the fuck I am. Who the hell? Yeah. 
Welcome back. You're listening to Talk That Talk on 91.5 KUNV, the Rebel HD2. I'm Alex White here with Chatterbox and Duna. They've been holding down the fort. Um. (laughs) Man, that's hilarious. So quick little update really quick. So as we were looking before, I mentioned before, go look for that uh, white paper. So looks like it's been a a communication error of some sort. Um, But yeah, so we're only on for an hour today. Um, again, like as we said before, the HD2 station is going through some uh, some changes. So we're still in the middle of that. We're still in the middle of working out some kinks. So again, as Duna said before, we got plenty to get to. Um, but we mentioned the aviators before. I do want to touch on why I missed the game on Saturday really quick. I missed the game because week two of football I wasn't going to miss. Um, can't miss that. <laughs> can't miss it. So, But then again, I probably could have. I was just about to say a 43 <laughs> to 17 loss. And you know what? I'm just going to keep this short and sweet, especially since we have an hour and the story's out there. So you guys can go read it if you want to. Um, UNLVFreePress.com. Go ahead and plug that. Um, but you know what? Everybody was asking me because, you know, I don't I'm not going to say I don't know. But people ask me every week, what are we going to do this week? What is, what's it looking like? And I didn't want to say much about this game because, I mean, it's a home and home, second part of a home and home. So I'm like. At the end of the day, this is what I will tell you. They're much more physical than us. And again, for anybody who's listening to the show for the first time, if you are a first time listener, first of all, thank you. Shout out. Um, but I'm going to refer to Do you still have the picks? Do you still have that written down? Of the, the way from we the, planned out the season before the season started? The regular yes, season for, uh, for what? For basketball or f- for football. football? For football? Oh, Never. swag. Please go pull those up. Please pull those up. Yeah. So, um... So I said that, and I'm gonna always say us because I'm talking about UNLV. I, I go to camp, I go to school here. I'm on this campus currently. This campus provides the platform for us to write, platform for us to do things like this. So I'm gonna forever say us. Whatever, we. right? So um, yeah. So I I kept telling people they're just a lot more physical than us. Last year's game, it wasn't that their offense was so dynamic or their offense was so unstoppable or their offense was so explosive. It was just that our defensive line was getting pushed back. Kind of no way around that. They can kind of do what they want at that point. So to see this game, it just it gave me a a mirror image almost of what I saw last season. And my main thing at at a certain point, I was like, stay healthy. At, at a certain point, point, I thought the exact same thing. Just stay healthy. Exact same thing. I felt like this. I definitely see that. Uh, they had changes. They definitely had changes on offense. Oh, for sure. Like, you could definitely tell, like, he revamped the playbook. Like, for sure. You could tell. Um, but I will Shout say out to this. the new offensive coordinator, Garen Justice. I do just got to yeah. play that really quick, and I do yeah, want to send a, more condolences out to uh, former offensive coordinator Barney Cotton as he's going through whatever he's going through medically. But as always, UNLV, prayers and wishes are with you and your family. Oh, yeah, Continue. definitely do that. Um, but I just don't think it fits. It just don't fit Armani. I thought that too. Um, it's it's just not the it's not the it's not the scheme for Armani. Like it's just not like you have to fit your quarterback, and Armani is not the one to fit that scheme. Okay. Um, as well as that. Uh, I thought that too. I thought it's kind of like a a scheme that could work potentially for Armani or Max, right? But it's yeah. like doesn't really for either. It's not like made specifically for one yeah, of them it's not it's, it's it's like made for like both right and then it's like okay but well, what do we do if one messes up you know i do have I a mean, question and i might just be making excuses but so last year unlv goes to arkansas state right and mm-hmm. that's the game armani was hurt mm-hmm. yeah in. 
Is that in the back of his mind at all? Absolutely. Did As a player, absolutely. Yeah, you, Not, you without a question. Yeah, you you think of you think of like what you could have did, um, and what you could have like what you could have did for that game, and what you could have did to prevent the injury. Right. Um, and then a little bit of a, a fear, even though you yeah, don't want to exactly. have it, but a little bit of fear of that team just like. Kind well, of it's not even necessarily you. of the team per se. It's a fear of at the end of the day, the mind is a powerful thing. So you more so psych yourself out. It, and exactly. Like we've said it a couple of times with um with Achilles injuries, but we I, I've I've mentioned plenty of times Demarcus Cousins and how now I feel like it's a special tie to Boogie. Yeah. But um in particular when I was thinking about Boogie Cousins when he went down with his latest injury to his um to his ACL, ACL. this time, first thing I thought was somebody check on him. Because to a certain extent, Derrick Rose was, I believe, the first person that um, of this generation, I could be wrong, whatever, but of this particular generation, and I'm talking about younger um, younger NBA uh, fans, where he literally said that he looked at his body and was like, what's up? Why can't you stay healthy? Like, it, it ain't never been like this. So when the athlete gets in that position where they're literally looking at their body like, yo, I don't know what's going on. So that's why I don't think the Armani situation was more so about them. It was just more so last time I played them, I had to run for my life. I don't need to retweet this. This is week two. Mm. Like, I think that's more so in his mind. It's not the team. It's just like early part of the year. It's the same spot that we were in last year. Same team now. Um, I just think that more so weighed on him. But about a point that you guys made before we get to – before we get to bigger topics, I'm not going to rush these uh, topics because it's way too much to get into. Yeah. So I think it's mainly like two or three topics that I mainly want to hit today. And um, this podcast this week is going to be lit. Um, <laughs> so um, the one point I'm trying to figure out how I want to say this. The one part that you guys were saying. And you said that the offensive scheme just doesn't fit Armani. Yeah, I'm going to be completely honest. I get that it's only been two games, but. Seeing the way that the offense has already shifted this year, it, this offense, I'm not going to say whether the last offense was better for him or not, but this one should fit him. It should, but I just don't – like, have you – the last two games, like, even though it's only been two games, have you seen his, his accuracy? Have you seen him throwing the ball the way This he is does? my point. Like, so this is the point that I was going to. I'm not – I feel like honestly and – this is to be completely honest. I feel like saying that the offensive scheme isn't a fit for Armani is a cop out. Armani's going into his junior year. The offensive scheme at this point, we've had you since a freshman. I mean, something should fit. We up. create the <laughs> offensive scheme. You don't technically have one. <laughs> I mean, think of it like Before this. Before you got to us, you were running high school offenses. You don't have – you run what we tell you to run. Um, okay. So, obviously yeah. – no, no, what I'm saying is from a coach's standpoint, you obviously got to look at your, your players' talents and realize what goes to them. I mean, what works for them and what works best for them and what, what makes the team go. Here's the one thing that I see. When you look at Armani, the one thing that I see is the one thing that I saw in Cam Newton in early years. As soon as he drops back, his quarterback clock – is much quicker than other quarterbacks. And that could be a bad thing. It could be a good thing. You could deem it however you want. Armani drops back and goes one, two. You can look at it two, two different ways. He either counts to two and takes off, or he drops back, doesn't see his primary target, and he takes off. Armani doesn't – some people say that he held the ball too long, and I was a little confused because I was like, 
what do you mean? He's, I mean, we get mad when he doesn't go through his read. So at this point, you, you don't want to confuse you a young you quarterback. Gotta, what do you, you want? Choose. I'm going to be completely honest. If you guys are worried about his accuracy and everything else, he's hesitant. It's like, do I run? Do I? His go-to is to run. Absolutely. Armani is big. When Armani first came here, did anybody think about moving Armani to wide receiver? Mm, okay, no, that's it. So. That's all I wanted to know. Did anybody think about moving Armani to wide receiver? Because it's not like you can't play quarterback. You could be like right. the team's version of Julian Edelman, where you're in the slot, we run something, and somebody thinks, oh, it's a jet around. Actually, he can throw the football. Did anybody, I mean, how tall is our money? 6'5", like right? 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six, six. If you see that his instincts is to run by the third season, why are you still having him drop back? Exactly. Well, yep. Especially, and I'm not going to say any, I, yo, Max did what he did last year. Johnny Stanton did what he did two years ago. This year, already in two games, in one game, I'm going to, in eight minutes, Kenyon Oblad went three for three for 70 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Granted, the game was out of well, the game was out of hand. So second stringers, third stringers, who knows what he was playing up against, but that's what he showed you. Yeah, he showed it in game one. And too. I and I and I was talking to somebody exactly. And I was talking to somebody um in a press box and I forgot who I was speaking to. But the one thing that I go back to is I've had class with Kenyon. I don't think I've ever seen Kenyon raise his blood pressure for anything. That is very for true. For a thing. You could, you could honestly, and Kenyon's so cool because obviously this was kind of the relationship. It was me, Justice, Chuck, and um, Kenyon. And we were all in uh, electronic media production. And it was just a class where we got to kind of goof around with a camera. And we got to put on shows and things like that. So we did like a mock first take. We had fun with it. Yeah. You could walk in a room and call Kenyon out of his name in a joking way. King would look at you, laugh, and be like, what's up? And go right back to what he was doing. <laughs> that's just Kenyon. So I, if I know that from a class. Calm to the storm. Why hasn't somebody toyed with the idea? Let's see, let's see what a practice runs like if Armani. Here, we're going to throw some gloves on you. We're going to line you up in a slot. Kenyon, take the first reps. Well, speaking of that, that idea was presented and said Saturday. So. You talking about Kenyon taking first reps? Uh, taking the first. Yeah, yeah. That's position. yeah. That's Take, that's know, what we're like, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, now. like this is why this is this a conversation. Is, this is what's coming up. This is why we have pushed off Antonio Brown. We are at minute thirty-five, and we have not mentioned the name Antonio Brown. That's for a reason. Not yet. But <laughs> um, we're gonna get to that exactly. But I but just, you you might have just touched on it right now because now we're having this conversation of this is this this is that. Yeah. But this is the thing. I understand what you may have brought somebody in and, and wanted them to be or what you feel like you see that they can be. Now, people said that I, I honestly I don't know if I'm setting the bar low or what you would call this, because some people that listen to the show would be like, man, you're really hard on Sanchez. No, I'm not like I'm just I'm <laughs> my job is to analyze what I see. Yeah, you, I you, analyze what I see. Sanchez gave me one of the dopest coaching spotlights like. I've I've talked. To I don't Sanchez think an interview would go well if you personally don't like some. I don't know. So talk to Sanchez. Sanchez is actually pretty cool. Like yeah. So yeah. my only thing is I just bring things to the table and just say, did you think about this? Did you question this? And I haven't toyed with this idea with him yet. But now that I'm kind of like thinking about it and it's sitting with me more and more, 
at a certain point, did you ever consider to just throw him at a different position? I'm not opposed. I mean, because Drew like Techman, Drew Techman went from wide receiver to a starting safety for this team, and is holding down the position. So, if you had no problem converting a wide receiver to a safety, I understand that that's your star quarterback. But if you, because this is the and the only reason why I'm talking the way that I'm talking now is because of the way that Sanchez was talking, the way he was talking during the press conference. Yeah. Everybody heard it. Everybody heard. Everybody it. heard it. So here's the deal. He even heard it in himself because halfway through it, he had to say, "Look." We all know Armani's a great kid. Anytime you have to do that in the middle of your soliloquy, you know that maybe you might have went too far. So you can maybe. deem it as going too far, or I could deem it as going well, too far. Because me personally, I don't think he went too far. I think I if I think as a player, you need that challenge. If you what did I tell you before? It depends on who it is. Yeah, I, th- I think Armani is that person that'll be like, okay, cool. Like that's that you, fires me up. That sparks you, me up. You didn't see the the player interview after. After uh, Sanchez, I seen no. Oh, you should have seen his. Face. I seen Jericho. Like, uh, it like you could see in his facial expressions that he was just like, "All right, all right, I'm I'm ready for it." Like, that's I'm not going to be challenged. I got to be ready for it, and I think that's what the team needs is to be challenged by the younger guys. The vets are cruising through their junior, senior year. Like, this is not the cruise season. Like, you guys, the expectation is supposed to be bowl game. If you guys don't reach the bowl game. This whole program restarts, right? Exactly, and this is the, and this is the whole thing too. Because I've said two things, and I've said this is the part that I point that I was making about whether or not you say that I um whether or not you say that I'm setting the bar low or whatever the case may be. But everybody right before the season start started was asking me um what's the what's uh what's UNLV season looking like. And I was like, honestly, I think Rebel fans would be extremely happy with a 500 season. And somebody was like, no. wait a minute, what? Wait a minute, you would be, wait, hold on. Now that's a different debate that I'm going to be completely honest. We don't have time for today because with the job that Sanchez has done so far, during his tenure, if Sanchez completes a 6-6 six and six record with a bowl game regardless of the outcome, I believe Sanchez will stick around. I truthfully do. Oh, well, with the bowl game, yeah. If you're 6-6, six and six, you get a bowl game. Well, you're both eligible. Both eligible, but so I mean, depending on if you if you he goes six and six, and obviously in in the course of that, if we're looking at the rest of the schedule right now, you got a Boise State win, um, possibly you could maybe do what uh, a San Diego State win, maybe a Fresno State you. win. Like what what win honest, would be big not, enough to keep? If if they beat Boise State, I can definitely see them go to a bowl game. But if they can't beat Boise State, because Boise State beat Florida State. Game and, and, and we that's won. It, absolutely. So that's the ACC if, team. Who did UNRB? UNRB. Um. Ooh, they were gold. Purdue. Like, yeah, there you go. Purdue. Purdue. Like I, I had to think of. The yeah, colors. but that was, that was like, week one. Let's talk know, about UNR week, week two. Seventy-seven to six. <laughs> Yo, know. I mean, we're not gonna talk about Oregon on the show. We're not. But, but um, shout out to my ducks. You know, that you, that's talking attack. about Oregon. <laughs> um, but your mic okay. is about to go off. All right, look. So look, we're here now. So, but I don't think I think the biggest game that they have on their schedule is Boise State, only because Boise State beat an AC, uh, ACC team, a big team too. Like, so if they were able to beat Boise State, I can see them going. I'm not gonna lie, man. Purdue football game. isn't isn't small potatoes either. Like, no, nah, but that means UNR has something to say about this schedule. That's what I'm saying. If a six and six win. It doesn't just mean they're both eligible. That's why I said they're both eligible. But it yeah. has to be – you have to make the bowl game 
regardless of the outcome. If he makes the bowl game, regardless of the outcome, he'll stay. The reason why I'm saying that is because you don't get a bowl game if your six wins is San Jose State, Colorado State, uh, let's say Wyoming, let's say Northwestern doesn't prove to be anything. That would be their biggest win on their schedule. But if you lose to Boise, you lose to San Diego State, you lose to UNR, you're not You're not going to get a bowl game even if you are 6 and 6. And you have to take those games. Like you have to beat those teams. So if you go 6 and 6 but you beat UNR, you beat San Diego State, you beat Boise State, they're going to look at you and say, "Well, I mean, they kind of ramrodded through they through they division." They can say, "I'm satisfied." Honestly. We went through our division. We won we won our we won our two rivalry games that's on our schedule. And if I could see kept the cannon, it'll be plenty of things that would point to a bowl game. If they go 6 and 6 without beating these teams, and it's no bowl game. It's getting that's away. where we talk about the positive. And this is where people say I got hard. I got hard on a person. I think I just say things a certain way, and it's just I say it cut and dry. Like I said, I said it's very tangible that Sanchez could have put in all of this work for this new football in Las Vegas, and never get the opportunity to coach in the stadium. I don't know, man. I think at the end of the day, honestly, my opinion on Sanchez is he's a good coach. The only I'm, thing I'm is man. he's he's he has to have a scheme that fits everybody. And and not just like to be successful, like the teams that they play, like you beat this like the the, the like little teams, you know, like you, you post you, a big I'm gonna be completely honest. You can't say that you've done that because UNLV just won their season opener for the first time since twenty twelve. So that means that you lost true. to Howard. That well, means what was the week, what was the year before that? Did we lose to uh, no we we beat Prairie View. What was the year before that? Um then But it to continues Howard. to happen. Like the Howard situation was uh, it stunned everybody. And once it we saw we understood world. that it was we under absolutely it we understood that it was that it was Cam Newton's brother Kalen. And when he came onto the field, you obviously gotta respect your opponent. But when everybody seen his size, everybody was like can he see over the offensive line? Like, um, we don't think he could see. He couldn't And then see. he still couldn't see, and he still put up 43. In, in the first half, he couldn't see. In that second half, he was tearing that defense up. Timeout. He tore the defense up the entire game. Let's, 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 he, was, he was picking his parts. Yeah, he was he, picking the spots. He was, he was and he was, his, he was finding his, um, and he was finding his, his moments. But I'm not going to lie. It has. It's a. It can't be just a six and six season cut and dry. It has uh, to be a six and six season. Six and six season with multiple statement wins. It has to be. There's no other way around it. That's, if they go five and seven, I think it's kaput. It's this fin- is finito. This is the over. team completely. Like I think the entire city might like because they're gonna look at it like, what are we? This is the last two parts of it. Because now hopefully this segues into AB. They're gonna look most rebel fans if they go five and seven or worse. They're gonna look at it as, what are we ushering the Raiders into? That's the first part. The second part, I want people in Vegas to understand. They're the Raiders, so you should ask, what are they bringing to you anyway? Uh, I mean, so I think football in in Las Vegas is about to be a question mark for a little bit. We just got to figure it out. Yes. Undecided. You know, single, taking, other. I think we're other right now. Like, we're trying to figure it out. <laughs> complicated. Definitely. Yeah, complicated. 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 Complicated for sure. Broken marriage, one of those. Yeah. Anyway. But that is sad. You did say it perfectly. Rebel fans will be happy. With a 500 season. For the 500 season. Give me a 500 season, a bowl game. I don't even care whether we win or lose. Give me the bowl game. Yeah, I think Let me they'll compete be for satisfied them. then. But, like, if 
you get an even record and you don't get a bowl game, then everybody's gonna look at Sam Boyd and be like, "You closed it terribly." Like it's gonna be extremists for sure it's funny that are gonna look at it and be like, "Sanchez can't coach." Like for instance, somebody started a Bishop Gorman chant, and I was like, "What does that do?" That man brought them chips. I don't chips. get it. Plenty what does that mean? Chips. You you can talk I, about you can talk about talent being ushered to him. Whatever the case may be, that man brought that school chips. So starting the Bishop Gorman chant, I literally turned around, looked at the stands, and was like. You heard Bishop Gorman. I heard booze. Oh, no. I heard those, too. <laughs> and the fact that Sanchez said that he didn't hear them. You know what? I take that back. We're not going to get to AB today. It's not going to happen. He has Because let's, let's touch on that. Because I said that before. Shout out to Mark Anderson from the RJ for asking that question. And he asked it very plainly, very bluntly. I think that's where reporters mess up, too. They know that it's a harder question coming, and they stumble over it, and they stammer. Ask your question. Yeah, because he, look at he the mumbled person. it because I couldn't hear him at first. Mark? And then, yeah. Like, well, he, I was a little closer to him because I heard, I heard it clear. I it was clear as day. Like, even though, I'm going to play the I'm gonna play the audio for you okay. uh, afterwards because when he first asked, Sanchez said, uh, huh? And he was like, the booze. Did you hear them? Uh, I heard that part. And then he was like... What? That second what? First of all, I already thought the first one was clear enough. The second one, yo, we all heard that. Everybody stopped and was like, oh, he said it twice. So when he said what again, everybody was like, he going to say it three times? <laughs> and he, he, and he was like, the booze. Did you hear them? <laughs> and he, and then this is the part that, this is the part that threw me. I was, this is the part that confused me. He said, I didn't pay any attention any attention to that. No, I didn't hear them. Both of those statements can't be true. You either didn't pay attention to it or you didn't hear it. He was so destined to get that answer. He asked it three times. Sanchez was destined to give the answer. <laughs> he was destined to give the answer. I didn't hear because Mark could have because Mark could have said it. No, they were crazy because Yo, Mark could. They started in the second quarter, which is the wilder part. Yeah. Oh well. Then, because um, we move early. over for the second half, so I figured that's oh, yeah. why I didn't. But it was early in the second quarter. When it was like seventeen to three, and they were it, doing it. It kind of it kind of started the it kind of started when Armani threw the interception on his second passing attempt. I mean, and it went, and all you heard was like you heard it like little. It was like boo. And then, like, you really well, heard yeah. it in the second quarter. It's You're down 17 to 3. And everybody, it, it was loud, though. Like, it was the crowd. Like, you heard it. Everybody. And I, I turned around. I'm filming. I'm tur- I turned around. I was like, wow. Like, yeah. like, now what happens if they come back? And then, like. Then it changes. It but this is yeah. the thing. You got to understand. With UNLV. Now, again, we could have a separate conversation. This show today, especially today, isn't going to be long enough. But I got plenty of things to say about this because. I'm not going to lie. We we talk on this show all the time about certain cities and the way that they react to certain things. Yes, if you're a do. Dodger, you know. You go through any slump, you're going to fit. Honestly, anywhere in LA, if you're just not a Clipper. I mean, any. I mean, except if yeah. you're a Clipper. Even the Angels, we constantly lose every year. But the fans will hold you to it. They'll be like, yo, your batting average needs to jump. Okay, relax. His batting average <laughs> never jumps. Like, relax. He is who he is. But, um... That's it's certain cities that can do that. When Chicago boos Mitchell Trubisky, yo, y'all get that off. Philadelphia. When Philadelphia cho- chews out Bryce Harper, yo, 
Y'all get that off. Baltimore, Nashville with hockey. Y'all get that off. It's certain cities with certain sports. I'm not going to argue you down. You can have that. I'm not going to lie. Vegas, UNLV baseball, I'm all for it. You're going to hear them. All these other... um, all these other baseball, anything in the city, I feel like Vegas has, like, this is what? We breed baseball. Not even baseball. Just, just UNLV us. has had its moments, but I don't know if some of the fans in San Boy should be as demanding as they are. You take what you get and you sit down and enjoy your peanuts. <laughs> yeah, I definitely was like, because, man, there was so much going on. There was like, put the third string in. We're the only show in like, town wow. tonight. Hush. Like, <laughs> you ain't like, got the Raiders wow. yet. Like, four years ago, we was all you had. Relax. <laughs> like, like, calm down. Right. So, I think I think some of the fans definitely go above and beyond. Um, I, I think the boos, I'm not going to say whether they were justified or not. I think they were impossible to not hear. I'm not going to lie. Only because it lasted three quarters. And it wasn't, it wasn't just, like, the home crowd. It was, like, all the way around. The whole you know what's interesting about that, too? For the first time in a really, really long time, I walked into the stadium, I looked at the other side, and I said, huh, we're not outnumbered in terms of fans. I thought and that I turned too. around, and the stands filled up more. And I was like, yo. And then when it started booing, I kind of turned around and was like, hey, guys, hey, guess what? <laughs> guess what? It works to our disadvantage when you do that. It doesn't help. When you guys do that, it doesn't work. I don't know if you know that, but it don't help. Man, it's so many people were so upset in the stands. And like, before I get out of here, do don't let me get out of here without mentioning Chuck. That's it, because I mentioned Chuck's name and I didn't mention you might as well just his go ahead bonkers and say numbers it right now. I don't want to be wrong, but I mean, first of all, shout had, out to Lex because he had 19 attempts for 168 yards. Was it 168 this time? It's 143 on 15 the first time. There we yeah. go. We just did it. Boom. Um. So first was, two weeks, we was, just said it. That was crazy. Insane. 15 <laughs> carries, 143 yards. Week one. Uh, hadn't scored a multi-touchdown uh, game until then. Uh, week yeah. two, 19 carries, 168 yards, similar performance. Shout out to Lex Thomas, who was in the building uh, two consecutive weeks. and um, Supporting. I know, absolutely supporting. And shout out to X. X Campbell was with him. Xavier Campbell was with him last week. I don't know if he was with him this week. But, um, but definitely uh, shout out to... I'm going to actually say shout-out to the running back core. I'm just going to say shout-out to the entire running back core because when Lex and X um, left, a lot of people were kind of like, well, I mean, Chuck is going to do what he can do, but Chuck can't do it all by himself. Yeah. And then what's going to what's gonna happen? So the great part is Chuck is – or the team has shown Chuck he doesn't have to do it by himself, but at the same time Chuck is showing – I mean, I can. if you guys needed to hand me the ball <laughs> 25 times a game, I, I kind of got it. it. So – I don't know, man. I mean, I think I texted him after the first game. It was just like, rumble, young man, rumble. I was just like, I mean, to a certain extent, especially when you know a person and you know how they are off the field and you just know how they interact. I mean, you can't be like any more happy for people like Ken, people like Justice, people like uh, Chuck, people like Armani, people like Lex. Like when you know these people personally, it's you, you root for them a different way. Man, so, I, yeah. I, I know exactly because I, I know like 80% of the football team personally. So, mm-hmm. um, but like with Lex, I, I flash. Like that's yeah, how, man. That's how I see him. And then with Chuck, man, that's my that's speedster right there, man. That's, that's another – he ain't flash, but you know, that's, he's a speedster to me. So, like, when, when I see him be doing so good, you know, I just tell him, like, man, keep those legs healthy. For, for that's real. What, that's what's really going to get it done. 
And then with Randall, I was proud of him because that's his first touchdown. Absolutely. So I was definitely happy for him, you know. Shout out to Randall Grimes, USC transfer. And he kept going. Like, you know, the passes weren't always there, Mm -hmm. but he kept going. He kept wanting it and wanting it. And that's what you do. And he had a rough start to the game. It was a very rough start. And the thing is, when you look, I don't know how many they classified as drops, but when you look in that first half, I think I counted either five drops. So the only reason why it's unfair to the wide receiver to a certain degree is because let's say that they did call all of those drops. That's five drops on Randall, but they didn't realize, for instance, that one toward uh, toward uh, our home locker room, toward the back of the end zone. That was I mean only Jones. Julio Jones I think could have caught that. Like yeah. that was high. Julio, like that was really high. Julio Dale. I'm not gonna lie, bro. That was high. It like, was. It was. It was like. Well, Odell, Odell is a freak. So yeah, like, I, that's why. I, like when he grabbed it, when he reached back that's for what it, I'm one saying. hand, I was like, dude, if you're a freaking nature, if you, when he put the you, hand on it, I was like, <gasps> I was like, you better not. Like, my like, eyes, my eyes just got big. I was like, no way, man. No imagine way. what the stadium would have sounded like. Oh, it would have. The stadium. Went bon- well, even when the even when that touchdown happened, I had that on in film. that fourth quarter. That you got the touchdown. I had that on film. Wait, which one? The one hand or the touchdown? One hand. I had that on film. I'm talking like you would have made Sports I'm Center re- with that one. Sports Center. You would have made Sports me. Center with they that one. They would have been calling me. Because oh my gosh. I've like I and I know as a journalist you cannot be a fan, but when you see something Wait, like whoa. that, we like were, I not, disagree. Like not like that, but like when, in the field of work. Oh, you can't cheer in the moment. Yeah, yeah, in the moment. But when I seen that, I was about ready to like go crazy. Almost lost. Like it. crazy. And then like it just came off his hand and I was like, Oh, all right, y'all got lucky. But like it's still at the end of the day, like you have to be proud of these guys, like you said, because you know them personally. Absolutely. So, you know, even after a loss, I told I told all of them, keep your head up, Gabe. Gabe is like that is my guy right there. <laughs> like Gabe is really my guy. Like I'll talk to him here and there, you know, and he shows leadership all on and off the field. Absolutely. And I think that's what's pretty big, and people don't really see that. Um, but I, I tell them all the time, you know, just keep your heads up. Like, and especially if you've been on a football team, you obviously Any know, team, for that any matter. Team, you, you, you already know. know. You need like, somebody that and, – and it's not necessarily like – because people are always like, what do you – for instance, like, what are you going to tell an athlete who's listening to their coach, this is then a third, first of all, Nine times out of ten, you're not telling them anything. I'll, I'll, like schematically, you're not really telling them anything. Second of all, if they trust you enough, it'll just be in a flow of conversation. It won't seem like you're giving somebody advice. It'll be in a flow of conversation. This is what I see. This is what I pay attention to. This is what I feel like could be a way around that X, Y, and Z. And if they respect you enough, you'll see them taking into consideration. And it is what it is. I mean, I mean, nobody's walking around as a reporter like, hey, you want. You, you want to know what I think? I mean, I don't think anybody's doing that. But what I'm saying yeah. is in a personal setting, if somebody's talking, I mean, it comes up. Like I said, with the situation with Gabe, yeah. me and Mike Hughes was talking. Uh, shout out to Mike Hughes, who uh, moved on and went to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, and me and Mike was talking one day, and um, he we were we were actually at one of the games, and we were sitting next to his mom and Gabe's mom, and we were just all talking. And um, that's just to let you know, like, I told – I've mentioned it to Alex, and Alex says it all the time. I move around the Aviator Stadium. UNLV usually isn't too much, so that lets you know. I'm usually on the sideline, so that lets you. I don't even sit in my press box seat. That lets you know. I didn't either. What that conversation is like because I can. I was in the stands. I'm sitting down, and I just I'm sitting there talking, and Mike kind of um, just random. I think Gabe made a play, and he was like, 
you know what's funny? And I was like, what? He was like, having actually been in an NFL locker room, he was like, Gabe has all the intangibles. He was like, the talent isn't like, he has that. He has. He was like, but once you see like how he carries himself, he was like, Gabe is ready. Like, Gabe is ready now. And I was like, wow. Does he know that? And he was like, I don't know, but I'm gonna tell him. <laughs> like he was like, I'm gonna tell him. Like, man, like, he's he he's put in the work. He was like, so obviously he's proud of him. He's proud of the grind. He's just letting him know, don't necessarily look past what you're doing now for that next level, but don't necessarily worry about that next level because you're going to fall into the right spot. So I thought that was kind of big. I thought that was those are just kind of like the small little like takeaways that don't make stories that don't make you know what I mean things yeah, like that's that. What I was so saying, like, I'm so bummed. We only have an hour. Yeah, me too. I mean, I'm, we didn't even dang. get to touch on the AB situation. I mean, I definitely, you know, it, the AB situation. Yeah. Well, we just did the podcast and we talked about it, and hopefully, when that podcast comes I didn't up, really get to talk about it though. The AB, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I didn't really and on top of that, think about how crazy we're gonna sound when the podcast drops and we're talking about eighties AB getting fined and twice, twice, and then we realize, in hindsight, he got released like nine hours after that. Right, nine hours, and then received all his money back today. What? Not all his money back. That I, second year is a team option. That that signing bonus yeah, is nine million dollars. That team option is twenty million dollars for the following year. I'm gonna be completely honest. If they win a Super Bowl this year, you think Bill Belichick not gonna go to him and be like, "Well, you just won a Super Bowl, so I'm not giving you twenty million dollars." I'm gonna be honest. You either want to win another one, or you want the twenty million dollars from somebody else. It depends on A B screwed himself out of that money. I what I won't what I won't do is and this is the this is like the conundrum that I'm in, because I don't support everything that he did. I don't support too much of half of it. But I'm gonna be completely honest. I haven't supported what the NFL has done for a really, 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 really long time. Yeah, so it's like I So any player that flipped the script and now they got the league looking at it like I don't like what he's doing, well guess what? We ain't yeah, been liking what you've been doing. <laughs> so I don't really care. So because of that, you know what? You know what my dad always taught me? And it's, it's really unfortunate. But at the end of the day, well, actually, I'm not even going to say it's unfortunate. I'll take that back. Um, and mom, don't forget, I got your um, I got your uh, tip in. And I'm not even going to rush it. So don't even trip. We got it. We got an extra one. But um, I heard Mac 10 say it before. And my dad always taught me the same way. I got a brother named Jarrell who I mention on this podcast all the time. And I got a cousin named Darrell who is like my brother. I've always been raised to understand I got two brothers. My mom once told us, cause I guess my Darrell and Jarrell got into it, and I heard her talking to them one day, and she was like, y'all fight with each other, y'all don't fight against each other. And I was young, I was really young, and I didn't get it. And I know, Duna, you, more than likely, I'm pretty sure that you feel the same way. If we're out, and I'm with my boys, dog, if somebody acts out, unfortunately, if stuff get to shaking, then stuff gets to shaking. If you're in the wrong, I'm not finna tell you right now. Nah. The moment we get back in the car, I'm gonna look at you like, hey, don't put us in that position no more. Ever again. Ever in your life. Don't do that. So this whole A B situation, I hope somebody pulls him to the side like dog. <laughs> you you milk the system. Chill. He got You he, can't do it no more. He got the person that right. can do it. He got the person that's gonna tell him. But that's what I'm saying. But in doing that, he's not going to make that 30 million. Like ultimately, in doing in screwing them, he kind of finessed the system, but he tied his hands at the same time. So you can you can look at it as like a Jay-Z where you take a loss, or you can look at it as whatever you want to look at it as. But 
it's not peaches and cream for AB. He may win a Super Bowl ring, but I think that lessens his chance of getting all his money. I don't know. Listen, and then man. if they don't win, but, but he really going to go in there and be like, you got to go. <laughs> you didn't do nothing. I mean, it's Tom Brady, man. Big and game they Brady. Looked, they looked plenty good yesterday. Without him. Without him. Yo, Pittsburgh. I, oh, shout out to Josh Gordon. Green Bay's 1-0.